And uh, good evening. It's 906 at WPTF Radio, AM 680 and FM 98.5. Tom Kearney. This is the Tom Kearney Show. We're here every night, Monday through Friday, from 9 until 10, with a little bit of live and in real-time radio. We're actually real human beings talking right now. And uh, as is the case on uh, each week's programming, uh, when we get to Friday night, we usually have some version of a kind of a trivia program, and we've done that for years. And one of my favorites occurs the last uh, Friday before Christmas, starting about 20-plus years ago. My brother Stephen and I uh, decided that we would devote that program not to something that dealt specifically with Christmas, but to something that uh, we had enjoyed when we were younger, uh, and that is Saturday morning programming, something that doesn't really exist anymore, but at one time included all kinds of interesting things like Sky King and uh, the Roadrunner and uh, and Bugs Bunny and his cohorts and things like that. Uh, Johnny Quest, whatever, and some questions tonight that Stephen may ask may deal with those. Stephen, are you there? I'm here, Tom. How are you tonight? I'm I'm fine. How about yourself? Doing well. Thank you. A little chilly down here in the Queen City, but that was, I think we're expecting that. Yes, yes. Well, it's supposed to be a little bit chillier uh, in in the capital city too. Uh, I presume you were listening to my intro, and and hope you find it agreeable to what we were going to to talk about, and we're going to try to do some trivia tonight, and we're going to have a part two to this program where we kind of do the Kearney Brothers film at 11, uh, talking about, uh, well, some of the history and some of the uh, outstanding stars of the Saturday morning type programming that was possible to watch for kids. Uh, I can say to our listeners that I'm 15 years older than my little brother, and uh, one of the ways, one of the reasons he and I like to do this, I think, is that uh, when I would come home late on Friday night and then he would want to sleep late on Saturday morning, he was seven years old and he wanted me to get up and watch uh, the Roadrunner with him. So uh, we began our bonding thing because I had gone away to college when he was about uh, two years old and we began our bonding there and we're still bonding here on the radio in, in the year 2020 and talking about Saturday morning TV programming. That sound agreeable, Stephen? Sounds good, Tom. Uh, that's the way it happened, and uh, I'm happy to say, and we'll talk more about this uh, on Tuesday night. But I'm happy to say that after a hiatus of about uh, some 16, 17 years, we're going to see a, a return by one of the networks to Saturday morning programming. You mentioned that to me the other night, Dan. Which which network is that? It's going to do that. The Me TV Network. It's one of the retro networks. I think it's on in the in the Raleigh uh, area. It's a, it's on one of the back channels of one of the major ones. I can't remember. It may be Channel Five or it may be Channel Seventeen. But uh, yes, the, the Me Network is is there. So, and what are we going to watch? Yeah. Well, uh, the uh, starting on uh, January second of twenty twenty one, the Me TV Network is going to have three hours of cartoons on uh, Saturday mornings trying to recreate what its listen or what its viewers actually have uh, lobbied for them to do and that is to, to recreate the Saturday morning experience and uh, for some people some networks it entered, ended around 1992 uh, for another network it ended around 2004 and we really haven't had much of it since then but on uh, 
January 2nd of next year, about, what, two weeks away, Tom? Yeah. Um, the, uh, the first hour is going to be about Popeye and pals, and if you happen to know who Popeye hangs around with, that's the kind of cartoons you're going to see there. It'll be about 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. The next hour, you're going to have Tom and Jerry and the gang, and, of course, we all know who they are. And the third hour is going to be Bugs and the Looney Tunes people. Okay, that sounds great. I can't hardly wait now. That, that That's going to be really a, a good new year for us. And after 2020, we need a good new year for sure. Uh, and uh, so so on. And, uh, but, but, Tom, of the, uh, you know, you have said before about television that it is one of the universal experiences that we as people have. And that's one of the reasons why we do the show we're doing now. And uh, universal experiences lend themselves to a trivia presentation because everybody's kind of got an idea or at least the opportunity to experience something that might be trivial in their life. And even though it has an impact that's greater than something that's trivial, there are the details is what's trivial. Uh, and uh, of the universal aspects that are provided by television, perhaps the, one of the most universal, Tom, is the idea that you mentioned earlier, and that is sitting in front of the TV with your pajamas on and a bowl of cereal and watching cartoons. And it's and at that point you are probably there multi-generational. And, uh, and the way we've talked about this before, and you've gotten us off to a good start, is uh, you may grow up to be the president of the United States or uh, the, the local garbage man or the guy that works on your car or the president of the corporation. But it's likely that in your formative years, say preteens up into teens, you, uh, in, in our time anyway, sat there on Saturday morning and watched cartoon shows. And that's one experience we saved. After that, we all went our separate ways as we grew up. But we all sat there and watched. Well, we all, all always knew what the Roadrunner was up to. And uh, so you made a good point there. You know, there has been recently been a, to show you uh, how it still is today. And we've got, by the way, Tom, we have trivia questions whenever you're ready to launch them. Uh, I saw recently on, on Facebook there was a photograph of a coyote who was actually, and we're talking about real life, a real image of a coyote carrying a, a, a roadrunner in his mouth as he walked off into the into the wilderness. And the, the tagline for that photo was, well, he finally caught it. <laughs> oh, I wish you hadn't told me that. No, I'm kidding. But uh, uh, he finally caught him there. Uh, that but reminds see, the me. The point is, is that you know you may go to one of the the uh, the great industrial giants of America, but uh, you still remember what Wally Cody was up to. And everybody knows who Wally Cody was. And the nice thing about the Roadrunner was. That, that show could be shown all over the world and did not require a whole lot of translation work. Beep, beep means the same thing in Russia that it does in the United States. Well, you know, they would often run subtitles, Tom, underneath some of the goings-on on the Roadrunner and uh, uh, Wally Cody show. And uh, whenever they would, uh, he would do the beep, beep, and they would run uh, subtitles under that, it would read appropriately, beep, beep. <laughs> Okay, now, you said you were about ready. Let me look at the clock here. It says 9.14. What would be good is, is if you could present us with some trivia questions. We'll invite our callers, and I'll have to tell them briefly how we do this in case they are 
new callers, but we want old callers and new callers to join in and make the show work tonight. The telephone number is 919, which is our area code, 860-9783, 860-WPTF, if you have letters on your telephone. We have only one rule, and that is you cannot look the answer up. That is, if you have a handheld device, if you have a PC, if you have a Mac, or even a regular old uh, almanac up on the on the, the, the shelf, you cannot pull them down look up the answer. You have to know the answer. The only way you can get any help is from not from a book or an electronic source or anything, but from another human being. So if somebody is in the car with you or helping you wash the dishes or sitting on the couch with you, you can you can seek instruction there from, from another human being. That's that's a uh, an honor situation. We we figure you'll be honorable, but you cannot look the answer up. But we would love to hear your answer to some of the trivia questions that Stephen is going to present. Again, 919-860-9783. Stephen, give us uh, whatever number is appropriate, four or five, something like that, trivia questions, and okay, uh, then Tom, we'll take the break. Four, and the first one is a little bit of a nod to you. I was thinking about this earlier tonight. One of the things that we need to make note of as we begin this is that it wasn't always just cartoons. There is a live-action uh, aspect to Saturday morning programming that's just as important as the cartoons. And by live-action, I mean actually filmed people, and they, they could be having a, a written, scripted adventure, or it could be an educational aspect uh, show that uh, also was part of our Saturday morning viewing experience. And my first question, Tom, comes from the, a show that was on from 1951 to 1955, and I want our listeners to call in and tell me, Get to be his girlfriend. I think that's very important, Tom. 
Yeah, he's a kind of a repulsive character. All right, there's yes, four is. there's four questions. Again, the number nine one nine eight six zero WPTF nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three. We'll take a break and we'll expect you to queue up. That is to say, get in line to answer these questions at that number while we are listening to these messages. Nine twenty-two at WPTF Radio. Tom Kearney is your host here, the Tom Kearney Show. Stephen Kearney is our trivia master tonight, and he's asking some trivia questions about favorite Saturday morning programming of years past. And Jason is our producer tonight. And Jason, I didn't get a chance to check with you, but do we have any callers on the air? We do, Tom. First up is Todd from Seagrove. Okay, fine, Jason. Thank you, Todd. Good evening. You're on WPTF. Haven't talked to you for a while. Good evening, Tom. How are you and Stephen doing? Oh, we're okay. A little chill, but we're okay. How are you? Oh, not too bad. Not too bad. I'm just staying in and staying warm. So just, uh, you know, we're just on the cusp of uh, uh, winter beginning. So it's just, uh, it's already been like this for a while. So it's just, it's nice to be in this uh, uh, good pattern. Tom, what, uh, what question would you like to answer? I would like to a- answer the the second question about the modern Stone Age family, which of course would be the Flintstones. Oh yeah, big fan of the Flintstones, and even now I enjoy watching the Flintstones. But here's the kind of sad question to you, Todd: Do you know what a live action show uh, was the model for the Flintstones? Um, I believe it was the Honeymooners, wasn't it? It was. Yes, you got it. Uh, uh, you can uh, see, if you're looking for Fred Flintstone, can probably visualize Jackie Gleason fairly, fairly easily. Well, that's it. I'll tell you the thing about it is, I know you, you had a great combination, you know, with the, the voices on that show. Uh, you figured with Alan Reeve and Mel Blank and uh, Gene Vanderpile and B. Benadere, it's like you just, you know, that was just a tremendous lineup of uh, voice actors. It's just... Uh, their kind hasn't been around for a long time. Well, Bea Benadurette was is a uh, well-known figure in television. We see her involved with, uh, I think, Pete and Gladys. Maybe Tom can help me out with that. And uh, she goes on to be uh, uh, part of Petticoat Junction, and you mentioned Mel Blank, and Mel Blank literally was the voice of the Looney Tunes. And, uh, you know, these are uh, classic shows that we enjoy even now. Do you uh, do you still uh, enjoy Flintstones when you can catch it? Well, no. To be honest with you, I haven't really been as much of a television person over the last few years because I know, as the, the audience knows, I uh, have lost my sight over the last several years due to a retinitis pigmentosa. So, I don't know. Just television just hasn't really been on the radar, so to speak. I'm more inclined towards uh, radio and the internet, just audio. You know, it's, it's a rare thing for me to actually cut on the television and actually uh, uh, catch something. Well, it's good you that you were able to, uh, to see these shows and uh, be involved with them at a younger age. And, and I'm glad that they, you have the memories of when you were uh, a Saturday morning viewer, just like I do. Uh, I really enjoy uh, the Flintstones whenever I can get it. And it's on on Sunday afternoon on the Mia channel, the retro channel. And uh, you know, when you run into people like uh, Perry Masonary, who's Perry Mason, by the way, 
and Anne Margrock, which was actually voiced by Anne Margaret. Uh, yeah, it's just kind of a treasure. What the thing about it is uh, those Saturday morning cartoon, you know, uh, glory days back in the fifties and sixties, somewhat to the seventies, are always going to be my favorite times because you know, especially you know, when I was getting into first grade, you know, you had the uh, the Bugs Bunny Roadrunner Hour and the Wacky Races, and just I, I just go off naming quite a few. So it was just uh, to me, it's like the, the 1960s. About to me, were the golden age of television. So uh, I've always I'm always going to have a special place in my heart, you know, for the cartoons of that time period. Well, you know, Todd, I uh, I had the experience the same same kind of thing that you did, and it helps me to come to the conclusion that I've had a pretty good life. Tom, you were going to say something. Uh, no, I was just going to say we probably have to move along to the next caller, but one of the things that uh, Todd ought to do during the holidays, is since he's into radio now, and we've, we've got to encourage that, is to listen to an old episode of the Jack Benny Show uh, while Jack is doing some Christmas shopping. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that, that was classic episodes with... Jack doing the doing the shopping at that time with him and the rest of the crew. That was some of the funny stuff you'll ever hear. Right. Well, he would work them all in. But uh, 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 we, Todd, we want to wish you a Merry Christmas. Uh, Stephen's going to come back on Tuesday night, and we're going to be on for a while. Maybe you can join us then. I look forward to it. So uh, you guys take care and stay warm, and we will catch up on you on Tuesday. Okay. Thank fine. you. Thank you. Take care, Todd. All right. Take Thank care. You. Jason, do we have any other callers? We do, Anthony from Broadway. Okay, Stephen, I'm going to turn Anthony over to you. Thank you, Tom. Anthony, are you on the line? Yeah, I'm here. Tell me what you would like to answer tonight. Well, first off, let me tell you, I was on a two-month hiatus from you folks. I had a mild heart attack in October, and I'm about 90% recovered, but uh, it's been a struggle. I use a walker to get around, but... Uh, I'm getting there. Now, the question... Well, I'm glad you're still with us, and I hope you make a full recovery. But you were going to say. Uh, the question I'm going to tell you is, uh, the Roadrunner's material came from Acme. Yeah, you know, what? there was interesting that sometimes there are people who have a lot of time on their hand, but they did a, a group did a study that tried to come up with how it was that Wiley Coyote could get all of this stuff, and I want to hear how you think he's able to get it. But uh, one theory is that he worked for the Agni company, company in some way, and, and maybe what he did was he tested out the various products, and we know, of course, how that all ended up. And at least one theory was that he had an Agni credit card. So how do you think he got all this material? Well, anyway, it all showed up out in the middle of nowhere, and he put it together, but... The problem was he could never beat the Roadrunner. Well, you know, there's an episode that Tom might tell you of Third Rock where one of the characters is absolutely certain that uh, Wiley Cody is going to catch the Roadrunner this next episode. And, and like you said, he never caught him. Right. Well, gentlemen, That's... it's good to talk with you. I hope you have a Merry Christmas and a happy 2021. Yes, sir, you too, and please, please take care of yourself. I will take yeah. care of myself, I promise. Have a nice Anthony. evening. Anthony. Bye. Is he gone, Steve? Yes, he's gone, Tom. He did, uh, since I'm using a walker now, he and I will have to come up with a 
Walker race for maybe the early spring this year. Stephen, we were pretty close to needing to take a break for uh, news. In fact, about 20 seconds, so that's what we're going to do. And uh, I'm going to vamp a little bit here, and you'll have some more trivia questions and some more answers following the news. Stephen Kearney is the guest, Tom Kearney. I am the host tonight to our Friday Night Trivia, which is uh, programs, television programs that were on on Saturday morning. And we'll come back and uh, do some more questions and answers after the news. Nine thirty-five. It's Friday night trivia on the Tom Kearney Show. Yours truly, Tom Kearney, along with my very own brother Stephen Kearney, who has been our trivia master for a number of years. And tonight we have our special program that we schedule each year that I think both of us look forward to, and that is the program, the last program before Christmas. Christmas will, in fact, be next Friday night. Uh, well, well, next Friday will be Christmas Day. Christmas Eve will be on Thursday. So this is the last. Uh, scheduled trivia show, and we're going to have a part two on a Tuesday night, but uh, what we're doing is trivia, Stephen is asking some trivia questions, and we're inviting you to dial us up at 919-860-9783. Stephen, are you there? I'm here, Tom. Well, let's, let's ask uh, Jason if there are any callers on the line. Jason, is there anybody waiting now? Yep, we've got Lou from Rocky Mount. Lou from Rocky Mount. Uh, it's always good to have Lou on the air. Uh, Stephen, I'm going to turn Lou over to you, and you can speak with him a little while, and then we'll move on. But Lou, good evening. You're on WPTF. Hello, Lou. What uh, What do you want to answer tonight, and thanks for calling. Hey, Stephen. Uh, the previous caller stole my thunder, my man, but uh, about the destructive and explosive products made manufactured <laughs> by Acme. <laughs> Well, we like to think that Agni went on to do world, uh, you know, uh, important uh, things for mankind after their time with Wiley Cody, but you know, you never know. Yeah, well, you know, in in that Coyote's dream that he catches the the uh, Road Runner, uh, that might happen in real life, but never on that show. But I got a I got a, a trivia question for you, Stephen, and you may be the, one of the only people that can answer this one. Um, right. You used to watch Whitney the Hobo show, and um, do you remember a um, cartoon series that was shown? I think on that program, it aired from 1959 to 1962, and it was called Clutch Cargo. Yeah, was he was he uh, like a race driver or? A- um, yeah, he was like a South American explorer, and he had a plane that could land on the water and such. And he had a kid with him, and he had a kid had a dog named Paddlefoot. But the thing that distinguished this particular cartoon series were the fact that the mouths of the characters were superimposed with real lips uh, of an actor. Do you remember seeing that at all? Yeah, yeah, I'm. I've always thought that was kind of a creepy effect, to be honest with you. But I love <laughs> well, it was it. only I love the yeah. cargo. <laughs> it was only used in, in that one series, and it was known as Synchrovox. It was developed by Gillette, and uh, yeah, it was a very strange effect. But um, that's um, but 
Do you remember um, Mr. Magoo's Christmas Carol? Yes, very much so. In fact, uh, when I was young, um, and it's continued to my older age, uh, but I have a list of things I like to see every Christmas, and one of those was Mr. Magoo's Christmas Carol. And um, I always remember uh, he looked at the door knocker. Do you remember what happens to the door knocker? Mm-hmm. What happens to the door knocker? Well, didn't it take on the face of uh, of Magoo himself? Or what happened to that door knocker on that show? I think the door knocker turned into uh, uh, the um, the gentleman that comes to see uh, Mr. Magoo first. But, yeah, Marley, yeah, Marley's ghost, yeah. Christmas Carol. So it's uh, Marley's ghost, I think, is what happened. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, I, I just really enjoyed it. Of course, with Magoo... Whenever it changes, you don't know if Magoo sees it or not. Yeah, I um, I always enjoyed that particular episode of um, Christmas Carol. And the other thing that fascinated me about Saturday morning programming was the fact that cartoons were always in color on NBC, and it was some of the only color programming happening. And it was very vivid and real color. The other shows that were on, you know, at prime time, the color wasn't quite as sharp, but with cartoons, it was absolutely uh, sharp and, and very, very uh, vivid. So I remember NBC in particular, uh, that would be Bullwinkle and Rocky, always in color in, on Saturday mornings. Well, one of the things to note, and, and, and then we probably ought to go to our next caller, but then I want to thank you again for calling, but one of the things to note is, is that uh, we're talking about a time period, and I experienced the same thing you did. Uh, uh, around 1965, uh, everything began to change from black and white to color, and within a year or so, it had all pretty much gone to color. And also, a lot of what we, this is not true of the, the Rocky and Bullwinkle show, but a lot of the things that we see as cartoons about this time had originally been in theaters and obviously were well made and we colored. Yeah, good point. Yeah, absolutely. And um, but anyway, I I want to wish y'all a very very merry Christmas. You're up there in uh, Christmas in Dixie, Charlotte, Caroline. <laughs> you know, I've heard that twice this week, and it makes me feel yeah. good. But yeah, I'm in Charlotte. And, uh, I've spent Christmas, Christmas in Charlotte and Christmas, Christmas in Waxhaw uh, before. So yeah, it can get pretty cold up that way, but it's nice. It's very very nice. Well, it's very good to hear hear you, and thanks again for calling, and, and happy holidays to you and yours. Happy holidays to the Kearney brothers, and happy New Year, too. Lou, Thank take you, care. Bye now. Okay. That's Lou from Rocky Mount. No, I, yeah, it's actually from Rocky Mount, uh, the guy that I'm always kidding about being on the wrong side of the line. Actually, there is no wrong side of the line, but he's always been very, very uh, cheerful about it, uh, Stephen, uh, let's see if there's another caller, and then you need to put out some more questions. Jason, do we have any more callers left? No one currently, Tom. Okay, well, Stephen's going to put out maybe another set of three or four questions. Is that all right, Stevie? Sure. Uh, Tom, uh, uh, the Looney Tunes is one of our favorites, you know, yours and mine, and I think it's a favorite of a lot of people, uh, just based on the interest over the years. and. Probably the uh, character that is most notable, I, I would certainly say this, is Bugs Bunny. 
Well, Bugs Bunny, Tom, at one point meets a Martian. I want to know the name of the Martian. Uh, Tom, okay. one of the shows that I really enjoyed that came on in 1969 was Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? Very famous show, and it actually came up with about three different spinoffs of it, Tom. Well, Scooby-Doo is a dog, specifically a Great Dane, and he's with four people, four human beings. I want to know the names of the four people who are with Scooby-Doo the dog on the show Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? Stephen, can you hear me? Didn't yeah. you come to the station one night and one member of the news department was dressed like Scooby-Doo? <laughs> yes. And then you, I think the person has Scooby-Doo socks on, right? Yeah, <laughs> I think so. He was inspired by Scooby-Doo and by the fact that you were going to have trivia questions about him. So we've got Well, two. and you know, I went to, uh, I, you know that I like to go to comic book conventions, and I went to one several years ago, and one of the things that was on display, Tom, was the uh, was the van that Scooby Gang uh, runs around in? Now there are two Scooby Gangs. One of them is cartoons, and one of them is on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. We're talking about just the one that's on the cartoon. Uh, but Tom uh, Scooby Doo became very quickly uh, a character that everybody loved and was always a part of uh, Saturday morning watching. And I think it became a balloon on Thanksgiving Day Parade at Macy's eventually. Well, we'll revisit Scooby-Doo on Tuesday night, and I want to warn you, we're going to talk about Lancelot Link's secret chimp, too. So, uh, well, I, I, would, I would think that we would. Tom, I have two more questions. Okay, two more questions. Okay, what famous world-traveling basketball team that comes from New York City, uh, uh, an area in New York City, had their own cold team on Saturday morning from 1970 to 71? You okay. might have run into somebody named Curly and somebody named Metal. And you, you might be whistling Sweet Georgia Brown. And you might have been doing that a lot. And my last question, Tom, is, is always a fun one. Uh, I always kind of like this guy, even if nobody else did. Tom, who lived in Jellystone, was friends with the Porter Ranger, and was, as he says, smarter than the average bear? Okay, that's four questions now. Our telephone number is 919, our area code, 860-978-B. If you have letters on your telephone, 9783 works out to be our callers, WPTF. So it's 919-860-WPTF. It's the Tom Curry Show with some trivia questions about Saturday morning programming, and we'll be back. Nine forty-eight on WPTF Friday night. It's December eighteenth. Uh, in one week, we'll be late on Christmas Day if uh, we're we're on the air on that night. And uh, we invite you to tune in uh, that time too, and for some special programming leading into the uh, Christmas holiday. Our guest tonight is my brother Stephen, and we're uh, committing ourselves to uh, reliving an experience we've been going through for. Yay, many years, and that is right before Christmas, having a trivia night devoted to Saturday morning programming, the cartoons and programs directed toward the younger audience that, uh, well, we've participated, most all of us did at some point in our lives, however we may have grown up and whatever we turned out to be.
Stephen, I think you put out about four questions just before we went away, and I didn't get a chance to check with Jason during the break to find out if we had any callers. Jason, do we have any callers? We do, Tom. We have four callers as of right now. First up is Walker in Goldsboro. Okay, let's go through these four pretty quickly here. Stephen, I'm going to turn Walker over to you. Hey, Walker. Uh, hey, I'd like what to make a quick question. question. Mr. Wizard. Oh, good. Yeah, oh, that Mr. was Wizard. one of my favorite programs. And uh, years later, my kids watched uh, Bill Nye, the science guy, which is kind of similar. But the great thing about Mr. Wizard is you could do the experiments he was doing with a lot of household items, particularly in the kitchen, which did not make my mother happy. But I think I made my first <laughs> volcano with uh, with vinegar and baking soda and made a big mess. And it wasn't until years later I found out I've been, it was an acid-base reduction reaction, which has helped me remember it on the exam. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Wizard. Well, you know, he is, uh, was, uh, for many people, for many young people, their first introduction into the world of science. And uh, I think he was very important because he made science fun. Any teacher that makes learning fun is one that you want to be around and he certainly did that, uh, and that's a good memory. Like you say, that uh, first volcano is always an experience. Yeah, he really did, and, and uh, he opened up a lot of worlds. That's true, and it, for those of us who are not so scientifically inclined, you could also get a determination of maybe what you're not good at. So uh, uh, some of us went into uh, uh, the arts field as opposed to the scientific field. Well, thanks. well, thanks for joining the show. It's got, you got some good questions on there. Thanks. Always good to talk to you, sir. Bye. Jason, see next caller. Okay, go ahead. Next is Nikki in Durham. Nikki, okay. good evening. You're on WPTF with Tom and Steve. Good evening. Good evening. Which question would you like to ask? Uh, well, I was going to go for the Martian, but I think I'll go for the basketball team. I've actually got Metal Arts Women's autograph. Well, you know, I just loved watching them growing up. First of all, tell me the answer to the question. What team is it? It's the Harlem Globetrotters. Right, and uh, I actually watched the Harlem Globetrotters cartoon, and you got a chance to, to meet up with guys like uh, Curly Neal and uh, Marcus Haynes. And, of course, the aforementioned Metal Art Lemon. Yep. Yeah, we used now, to go every year to see Lemon them. where was Metal from? Did either one of you know? I'm sorry, what? Where was the uh, hometown of Metal Art Lemon? Harlem. Oh, uh, well, Metal Well, actually, Park? I think it was, he was born in Wilmington, North Carolina. Yeah, I, yeah, I just started to say Metal Art was a, a local boy, wasn't he? Yeah, he was a local. He was, he was born in Wilmington. Uh, and, of course, he grew up in a lot of like a lot of African-American players, chose to play for the Globetrotters when they didn't necessarily achieve a whole lot in the NBA. But uh, there were some fantastic basketball games. Absolutely. Every time, very entertaining. Well, hey, you know, these were the clown princes of, of, of basketball, and uh, uh, they always won. You could count on that, and they always were entertaining. Uh, yes. 
Nikki, thanks for mm-hmm. joining us tonight, and we hope, Stephen and I hope you have a nice Christmas, and it'll, you'll join us again when you can, okay? Thank you very much. Good night, guys. Okay. And, Jason, do we have another caller? We do. We've got Terry from Durham. Jerry? Terry. Terry from Durham. Okay, Terry, good evening. You're on WPTF. Good evening, sir. Good evening. Uh, yes, um, I'd like to answer the question uh, who were uh, Scooby Doo's four uh, running buddies? Well, good. I'm glad somebody's answered that. Who were they? Uh, Shaggy, uh, Fred, Thelma, and Daphne. You got it. So I'm going to ask one follow up question. Before. I know we got one more caller. I think we did. But I wanted to ask one more okay. question. Did you ever wonder what was in the, the snacks that Shaggy and Scooby had? Uh well, as far as I, I I remember, I mean, I think they were uh, uh you know dog biscuits. Uh, you know that, that's what I've always believed ever since I was looking at the show back in the you know the seventies and early eighties. They was it was a, you know a dog biscuit. I think that's probably true. They did used to make mm-hmm. some big sandwiches on occasion, and uh, Shaq yeah. is more or less molded after Maynard G. Krebs, and he was a beatnik, and uh, I got the impression that he really liked eating late at night. Yeah. Yeah, I wish they I wish they made made more cartoons like that. Uh, Saturday mornings are not like they were back when I was growing up, and uh, I think kids today really you know really would uh, would enjoy it if they if they if they were to bring those types of shows back on Saturday. Well, you know, after a very very tough year, it's kind of nice to be able to turn on the TV and you can still catch some cartoons on Cartoon mm-hmm. Network and Boomerang and something like that. And occasionally, right. I, I like to go stand in the field of daisies, and that's my word for going and watching something that really makes me smile and takes the pressure off, and cartoons really do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Terry, thanks right. for, for well, coming tonight, and uh, have a nice Christmas, okay? Thank you, sir. Okay. Uh, Jason, do we have a, a, one more caller? We do. We've got Alan, and uh, I'm going to give you an extra minute on this. Okay, Stephen, you have about a minute and a half with Alan. Alan, uh, you got a minute and a half, so you know, give me whatever answer you can give me. It's good to talk to you. Merry Christmas, Tom and Steve. Merry Christmas. What's your answer? Um, let's see. The skunk was a cat who accidentally had her back painted, but I don't know that I remember her name. So maybe it was cute. Yeah, she didn't have a name, and but she always ended up with one white stripe, which was white the female. What's your next uh, answer? All right, uh, Yogi and Boo Boo lived in uh, Jellystone Park. Right. Uh, I think the Martian and Bugs Bunny was Marvin. You got it. Not to be confused with Kazoo on the Flintstones, is that right? Not to be yeah confused with Kazoo. We're gonna have to talk about Kazoo maybe on Tuesday night. And I think uh, that covers them all. When right? I was in your neighborhood in college, McAdenville was one place we always had to go at Christmas. And uh, they are still doing it this year. They've just limited it to business in, in downtown and driving only. Yeah, yeah. well, you know, the, the, one of the really bad aspects is that the entire world has changed this year. And, and uh, it really makes you appreciate uh, what it was and, and hope for what it will become again. Gentlemen, it's that time. Jim Croce is lurking in the wings, and he's going to be coming out here in just a couple of seconds. Jason, are you prepared for for, uh, Jim Croce to come along? He's here, Tom. Okay, thank you, Jason. Thank you, Alan. Thank you. And we'll talk to you again on Monday night. Thank you for your time. Oh, you've been so much more than kind. 
the dime 